So like you have, uh, you have Zuko who's like the the firebender, and they have like he has too much young. He's angry all the time. He's like throwing fire everywhere, right? But then you have Iroh who's more like yin based. Who's more balanced actually. He's like a, a symbolized a symbolism of someone who is balanced that has found a balance between yin and yang so he's calm and collected and has found a way to control his yang in a more peaceful way welcome back to the forever young podcast a chinese medicine podcast hosted by chinese medicine graduates we release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey guys, what's going on? And Timmy. Hey yo. Now, without any, any, any of our usual uh, dawdling in the first bit, I'm going to jump straight into it because this is part two of our introductory series. If you haven't listened to our first part, make sure to watch the first episode. Watch. Listen to the first ep- uh, episode to uh, keep up to date with our introductory uh, series that we've got going on. Um, basically, what the series is, is just a little introduction to Chinese medicine for those who are new to Chinese medicine or that want to refine their basic knowledge of the fundamentals. Um, so instead of talking about you know uh, complex uh, cases or case studies and all that, we decided to just go back to square one and go through... Um, all the basic principles and theories, as well as deep dives into organs, um, for the next couple episodes. Now, today we're covering a um, fundamental theory of Chinese medicine uh, that creates the backbone of later theories and understandings within our field, and that is yin and yang. Yin and yang is a theory that's used uh, for the basis of diagnosis, as well as treatments. Um, It's needed to understand further concepts um, I guess within our world and the understanding of the the balance to yin and yang is a principle in that we not only apply to Chinese medicine but also a way of life. A lot of people have heard of yin and yang as like a very eastern concept um, and you honestly you mostly are exposed to that circle symbol with the the black and the white with the dot inside and that's also very meaningful and pretty much sums up a lot of the the meaning of yin and yang in just an icon I guess. It also, yeah, makes up our uh, the title of our podcast. True? Yeah, forever young. Yeah. Yeah. Before I go off my nut and just ramble about the useless different things about yin and yang, does anyone want to give a little clear definition of uh, yin and yang at all? Yeah, sure. He says clear. Yeah, he says clear, <laughs> but there is, there is definitely not yeah. a clear... It, it's, if it was clear, we wouldn't have to come back to this concept. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's important to establish that it is sort of like this theory or concept before we dive deep into it. There is not really a clear-cut answer to be like, this is yin. Or like, this is what yin is and this is what yang is. Like, when when you Google it, it's even more confusing when you find out what the definition is. They say, in ancient <laughs> Chinese philosophy... Yin and Yang is a concept of dualism, describing how seamlessly opposite or contrary forces may actually be complementary, interconnected, and interdependent in the natural world. I feel like that leaves more questions than answers. Yeah, that was too many big words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, so how they, how they defined it in like the classic textbooks is like, there's a hill, and on the hill, there's a sunny side, 
and obviously when there's sun on one side there's shade on the other side so this can this can sort of like understand how uh, yin and yang works where on the sunny side of the slope it's hot it, there's like lots of movement there's stimulation there's lots of like vigor and it's like the beginning for like potential of growth like plants and stuff can grow there trees and stuff there's birds and stuff everything like that on the yang side whereas on the yin side it's more sort of like darker it's nighttime it's cold and it's there for like sort of rest and like more passive sort of um nurturing and darkness so i think that's probably yeah, the that'd... easiest way to understand like what to expect in terms of that dualism between like hot cold night day like it, and it can stretch out I, to, I, like anything yeah that, that was pretty much perfect to describe um how yin and yang is that it's the night and the day type of type of concept um rather than the the western um the western ideas about it where it's where it's very good and bad it's very opposites um but to think of it as a night and day as something that comes and goes um it's very it's like it's very it's got a cycle um you know these these type of concepts uh are what you should be thinking about when you're when you're thinking about yin and yang and that association i guess the only way you can really understand yin and yang and the way that you put a definition of it is like literal examples and you know night and day sun and moon uh light and shadow like um hot the only cold. way you can re- hot and cold the only way that you can really understand yin and yang it, you can't even, yeah like, like it, that's what makes it difficult to define is that because it's not really a clear-cut thing it's not like you can say just opposite it's a, a way of life and um it's aspects of life that we unknowingly live through and i think um as tim mentioned in his great example uh, great examples and definitions um it you can only understand it through examples and uh like i, I always liked how uh, when you have a shine of be a beam of light to get light you always have to have a shadow and it's not like nick said not like the western point of view where you need good or bad it's more so you need one to coexist with the other and for and they can't exist without one another if that makes sense otherwise there's an imbalance of the world and i guess that's something that is incorporated also um not in chinese medicine too it's a very big aspect of it can i yeah i was gonna say oh go go no go no i was just gonna add a quote from between heaven and earth um so the book says yin and yang yin yang is a symbolic representation of universal process that portrays a changing rather than static picture of reality so it's talking about that night and day changing and it just symbolizes the processes of nature going on rather than what you're saying like the good and bad it's not like a concrete kind of thing expect this episode to go real deep (laughs) Let's go real <laughs> deep. I'm talking about universe. We're talking about existing, ah, existential crisis straight up. And the other, the other thing I was going to touch on was that, uh, like B was saying, with um, treatments and everything, and the Chinese medicine way, is that you can pretty much, you can pretty much cut everything back to, um, like the yin and yang diagnosis, whether it's yin deficiency, yang deficiency, or the yin cannot control the yang, or the yang cannot control the yin. You know, it's there's 
you can pretty much take everything back to that. Um, and, you know, some practitioners do treat that way and they won't treat like the Zhang Fu way or the the five elements way. And we'll get into that in a couple of episodes further on. But, um, yeah, I think that's that's a really important thing to touch on that, you know, at the very base of it, we can always come back to yin and yang. Yeah, and it's re- it's a almost yeah like like you were saying it sets a basis of um uh how to of Chinese medicine and and how a lot of practitioners usually solely focus on that um now uh now in the in the notes we have there's a compare is there a comparison within Western medicine to to Yin and Yang um is there like something that's related we discussed this earlier probably not huh. I feel like this would be more of like a philosophy sort of term rather than a way of treating in terms of medicine because they don't, they don't mm. Western medicine doesn't really oh bless you oh bless you <laughs> <laughs> um, they, don't, they don't really have that like they're not there to look at concepts rather than just what's under the microscope or like s- certain types of like organ malfunctions like what's causing it they don't look at what it represents in that sense they're not looking at the output yeah it comes back to like what we were saying last week um about looking for imbalances in the body and trying to restore that balance and get the body to help itself western medicine doesn't really do that um you know it's it's really looking at that cause and effect exactly exactly mechanisms and things yeah they just want it to stop so if like you're having this one problem they want that to stop and that's that's it. That's all they're there for. Well, I don't think else to add to something. <laughs> I'm also eating a. We got Having you, breakfast. You, you chucked the silence like with me completely off guard. I was like midway taking a bite out of my cookie, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm like, oh, is there anyone that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk a mouthful. Anyway, um, anything else to add to? the western part of yin and yang or the western understanding of yin and yang because it's that's a, I didn't even think of that how it's like more of like a philosophy thing in the western world rather than an actual like uh, medical uh, treatment backbone in a way yeah it's really really cool um, and that, that was it that, yeah. um, it it can be quite hard to to talk to your patients about these things as well um, and I'm sure we'll deep dive into this in a little bit but to explain the concepts of yin and yang in terms of a diagnosis can be can be quite hard to get across without sounding like you know you're talking about too much um, voodoo and <laughs> mo- mojo, you know. So you know, yeah, yeah, that's it. Too much hocus pocus. So you know, being able to explain these com- concepts and break them down and have a clear understanding of what they are um, within Chinese medicine and within the just the the way of thinking can make them a bit easier to explain to somebody that doesn't understand and probably doesn't really you know want to know all of it but just wants to know how it pertains to them yeah I think that's how I usually describe it to patients too it's like how it pertains to them and how it's affecting their their thing because if I start going off about oh yin and yang is the balance between blah 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 they'll be like they'll just be like what the hell and uh, I think when it 
when I explain, like, let's say they have a kidney yin deficiency, I'm like, okay, so what I'm seeing here is that you're showing signs of something that we call a kidney yin deficiency. And, you know, this presents itself with like, you know, this dry skin, uh, you know, coating of the tongue, a dry mouth, blah, 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 blah. So like it, it, in a way that it's enough information for them to understand. And if they want to know the mechanisms of it, I can just be like, your body consists of um, yin and yang and your kidney is very, which we'll go into in a bit, is... Uh, is very is highly related to your yin and yang. Um, when you when you have a, a yin deficiency, your yang cannot be controlled and is uprising. Again, that's that's a, like an example of also why it's really important to really understand yin and yang as a concept before you start diagnosing and treating. Because when you go into um, you know a yang uprising and uh, yin can't control or a, a, a deficient yin and yang we go into that table diagram or whatever, when we go into that, it's like, if you don't know yin and yang theory, it's like pretty much complete jargon and you don't know what the hell's going on. So yeah, it's a really, it's yeah, really important to get the fundamental. So that's a, that's a good reason we put this episode sort of at the start because those concepts will come up when we're talking about um, organ diagnosis and the zhang fu organs and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's quite important to, to sort of get this knowledge down pat um, and really understand what you what you're on about. There's, there's this one topic that going back one topic. There's this one thing that always grinds my gears about yin and yang that you mentioned before, Nick, which is like that whole good and bad thing. I think that comes from like Western like movies that they're like oh yeah like, kung fu, like oh there's too much darkness in your heart you need to go back. <laughs> like I, I think that's where it all started where they they always thought like yin is uh, yin is bad and yang is good. Like the white one is the good one and the black one is the bad one. And <gasps> oh, that's I think true. that's pro- you know what I mean. Yeah, no. Like, but I think that's that's. Oh, sorry, the- Charlie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like the the colors that they portray the main characters in. Yeah. Is like black and white, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I was that a bad portrayal as well. Is that a bad portrayal when they portray them as yes, no, good and bad in different colors? I mean, no, no. I mean it relates to the symbol that is like the black <laughs> and the white, so it makes sense. But I think in terms of like the Western, I guess knowledge or um, like how, the way they encounter Yin and Yang is through the those symbolic movies. meaning. Yeah, the symbolic meaning yeah. is like good and bad, and less of that. That like it's everywhere. It's opposites yeah. type yes. thing. It's, it's opposites. I, I think, mm. I think uh, a series that touches... I'm talking about yin and yang within pop culture. I think a series that does uh, that portrays yin and yang and, um, really well, Avatar. Yes! <laughs> yeah. So, like, which I which I love. Um, and it's, it's cool because it's not... Uh, certain characters aren't representative of yin and yang except for, you know, oh, what's her face? Uh, the chick that turned into the moon. I don't remember. Um, yeah, no, because she ends up symbolizing. The, yeah, because yeah, she ends up symbolizing literal yin. <laughs> she literally becomes the moon. Anyway, that, that's besides that great, great example of like what yin and yang is and what happens when you have no yin. Because like in that episode, spoiler alert, skip ahead maybe a minute or two if you don't want. This. Have, have, have y'all seen to, Avatar? You straight up told us. Nah, she's no one knows who. Yeah, but who's she, huh? Who's she? Uh, I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> I already said who she oh, don't was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 
No, but what they portray is that not only is it like each character, not it's not each character is a, a yin aspect or a yang aspect, but each character have a yin and yang aspect independently. So like you have uh, you have Zuko who's like the the firebender, and they have like he has too much yang. He's angry all the time. He's like throwing fire everywhere, right? But then you have Iroh who's more like yin based. Who's more balanced actually? He's like a, a symbolized. A symbolism of someone who is balanced that has found the balance between yin and yang, so he's calm and collected, and has found a, con- a way to control his yang in a more peaceful way. See, that's why I love. Oh gosh, I, I, like, I, I can't love get over Avatar, them. and I love that analogy. I love I'm too. so glad you brought Avatar into this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I actually feel good talking about Avatar. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think Nick looks like he's feeling that good either, though. As, as someone who has you have no, to no, watch it, right. Nick. I Nicky. have seen. I have seen a bit of it. A bit, nah. A bit's not enough. Sorry, I haven't. Dude. I haven't dived into it. Well, you should. It's on Netflix now. I was thinking about watching it though. You should, hundred percent. It is. It is a like. I want to get a tattoo of it. That's like. <laughs> it's such a good show. It'll it help. It's a perfectly your made show. Understanding of the five elements and yin and yang. Yeah. It's yeah, research. Except in there, there's only four. It's research. It is. It is like. Yeah, it is research. Yeah, it's a it's educational tool. I'm telling you. <laughs> and it goes back to what we said at the start of the episode. The only way you can understand Yin and Yang is through examples. And Avatar is a good good example of a portrayal of Yin and Yang in a accurate way, I guess. Um, and yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See, this is why this is why I stop myself from defining Yin and Yang because so, I go off on Avatar. <laughs> There's this one aspect. So, yeah, you mentioned a couple of good things there, um, you know, about, um, about like, the fire and how he had, like, lots of young ac- excess and he was very moving and very angry and, you know, very... Um, I always think of young as, like, very up up the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, very you know, because we associate it with, like, headaches and anger and hypertension and these type of things. Um, whereas... Like the yin aspect of it is the you know the water is the calm is the the, the drawn the drawn in kind of thing yeah equipment. you know the like the d- mm. yeah the not to put a term to it but like the depressive side of you know if we're going to look at mm, diagnoses and emotions and that type of stuff it's you know where the yang is the anger and the the overexertion and the yin is that you know really inside and the depression type of manifestations um you know sleeping a lot um the real solemn type of feel um which is you know a good contrast something something that we had uh done in first year which was a good a really good way to understand yin and yang too as a separate entities is that we had two aspects of uh so we had different aspects of life let's say whether we had a uh, time of day we also had like uh, foods and stuff like that. And, um, we separated into two categories, like a table. One was, one side was yang, one side was yin. And then we discuss what part of that life aspect is yin related, what type of aspect is yang related, if that makes sense. So like, for example, um, again, another example, that's a really good way to understand is that, um, when you get up in the morning, the yang from the sun or the young from the day enters your body, waking you up and invigorating you to get active, 
uh, go out and go do your work or um, go exercise or whatever. That's that's your young. That's entering your body in a way. And then your yin, when it starts to hit, uh, you know, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, when your body starts to wind down, and then your body starts to draw in and then draw on that tiredness, and then the yin enters your body very slowly for you to go to sleep. And using that analogy, you can kind of relate a lot uh, other aspects of life um, to yin and yang, and to clear cut it, like Nick had said earlier too. Yang is your uprising; it's your activeness; it's the it's everything that gets you going and going and going or it's something that's the the one that moves quickly that goes upwards it's generally related direction wise upwards um yin is more of your calm down kind of like the the drawn in the reservedness the um the the breathing like oh okay breathing's not really a good example but kind of like the one that draws you down into square breathing is a good example um you know because you can breathing is a good example because that the the breath in would be yin and the breath out would be yang. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to really hyper-analyze it, you breathe in, you have like a, a smooth kind of like a, a a smooth flow into your lungs and and mm. that's and supposed to nourish. You... Sorry, Walter. Yeah, yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, and you like uh, you introduce oxygen into your blood cells, and you, you nourish your body with the air that you breathe in. You breathe out; it's coarse. It's like you're a lion's breath. You're um, it's it's outwards. It's forceful. What? Did you say lion? I'm saying I'm, I'm hyper analyzing it. I'm hyper analyzing it. Yeah, but that's that's part of the concept that I want to get to is that you can break everything down to yin and yang, and you can see how they their relationship depends on each other you know just like the breath you need to breathe in to breathe out um you know you need that you need both aspects for them to work together and to be a part of each other and you know as as the concept builds and you you relate that back to uh tcm and uh organs and how the body works within itself you can see that these two things are very codependent and have to work together and there's not many instances where it's solely one or the other. You can always look at it as, you know, whether the kidney's yin is deficient, the yang might be a little bit excess, or, you know, that, that's always like a tug-of-war type of battle, um, and that's where you find that balance. Yeah, I, I think a, that um, explains one of the... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you want to go? No, 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 no. I, I, I want... Can I just jump in something real quick, because my point's not that important, but... um. <laughs> that's the importance of the the symbol yin and yang how it has the black and white aspect and then um they have the dot of the opposite color within the yin and yang because it represents that you can't the one can't survive without the other and there are little aspects of the other within itself yeah i, I think that's super important to go into is like there are like four concepts in the yin and yang that explains how it sort of works and what Nick was saying where yin and yang sort of control each other is one of that like fundamental laws for yin and yang. So when Nick was talking about how like, um, how like for example, night and day where if, if you don't, a good one yeah would be night and day where if you don't have light, it's dark. And if you don't have dark, then it's light. There is no swapping it out for one or the other. It's like, if there's one, 
If there's not one, if there's an absence of something, then it is an excess of the other. Does that make sense? Does I think it? so. Charlene's got a little bit of yeah, Charlene Charlene's very like confused, very but... Confused. <laughs> 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 well, put everyone put Charlene on the spot. Just like, yeah, Charlene looks yeah, confused. Charlene yeah. looks <laughs> I think I know what you're trying to say. Like, there can't be one without the other. But, yes. I like, when you said when there's no, like, light, it's dark. I'm sorry, that analogy just went over my head. Okay, I'm, okay. Sh- I'm sure the <laughs> listeners understand. But Let me give you another like, example then, so... If, if I pour, if you have a bottle and it's empty, right? Right, so there's nothing in it. It's full of emptiness. If I pour in water, right, halfway, you could say that there's 50% water and there's 50% emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you with me. And the water being the exactly. young. Exactly. So, like, uh. it's 50% full, which would be the young, and it's 50% empty. So, if I, if I pour out more water... Like I pour out like thirty percent water, there's more there's more emptiness now inside. You can't be like there's like there's not nothing. There's just like there's an absence of water inside that bottle. The bottle cannot be filled unless there's emptiness within it. Yes. Which in which in terms of TCM you've got a young deficiency. Yes. Because you've taken some of the, the water out. There because you can't have a yin excess. Yes. Yeah. You can't have an yeah, absence sure. of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's just me that is like. No, no. It's probably it work. is. It is very confusing. That one's a. That one was a little bit complex for me, like to kind of comprehend. But I think I got it. it just so. like the absence of something. And that's is like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another point of why you know we wanted to go back and chat about these things because. They are very complex, and as a first and second year student, uh, or just somebody that's interested in Chinese medicine, you look at these concepts and you're thinking yang and yin and emptiness and fullness and night and day and hot and cold, and it all gets very, very confusing. Um, And, you know, we all went through that, that stage of having to sit back and say, well, what exactly is going on? Um, And... Well, for me, I feel like I was a bit late because um, I had already had all the, the knowledge of organs and zung fu and I hadn't gotten the, the ideas of yin and yang down pat. Um, and I had to sort of come to terms of what yin deficiency is and what yang excess is and what yang chi is and the difference between the three and how it all works and and then connect them to the organs and the symptoms and how it because I knew the terms obviously because we use them all the time, but I didn't really know what it meant, um, and that's that's something sort of wanted to go back and clarify. Yeah, yeah. The, there is there is another fundamental concept that I want to talk about, which is which I found super confusing when I first started, which is um, yin and yang transform into each other. Yeah. Ooh. That's, <laughs> like, see, that's the one I still that, don't like, really get makes that. most sense to me. Really? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Or like the, dyna- oh, yeah, the nature well, go- of the dynamic change, how like one becomes go off, the Charlene. other. I think go- that makes... Go off, go off. I'm going to use your like analogy of like um, going to bed and waking up. Okay. Because when you wake up, 
I guess you were saying your young builds, but at the same time, the yin is declining. So when you're asleep, you're in a yin state, but then it starts to decline in your body and the yang rises and that's when you wake and eventually the yin declines to the level that the yang takes over. So the yin has transformed into the yang and you go about your day and you consume more of your yang, more of that energy and you become more tired and at that time the yin is building. So it comes to a level where the yin overtakes the yang and you start to feel sleepy and then you go into that rest state. So at this point the yang has transformed into the yin. But this cycle continues, oh, I, was, I want to say forever, but I mean, <laughs> while you're alive, this will continue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so, mm. that's the dynamic change and how that's how they transform into one another. So depending on what is going on in your environment, in your life, um, this kind of conversion or transforming state is very dependent on outside as well as inside factors like outside your body and inside your body. And that's one of the ways I think Chinese medicine looks at disease or like helps to look at those imbalances because it looks at everything that is affecting you. And then it looks so, at the yin and yang balance. So about um, how yin and yang transform into each other, does it only relate to day and night and like basically the time of day or does it relate to more aspects of that? More aspects than that, sorry. Like, it relates to everything. I think what Tom was saying was that it's one of the fundamental aspects of yin and yang, that you can't separate them and that they're always in a state of change. So, like, when the sun comes up, that's very yang, but when the moon comes up, it's very yin. And it's like the same kind of... Um, it's like a give and take sort of relationship. Yeah. If you're giving, the other one's taking. And if you're taking, then they're giving. Yeah. That's the whole tug of war type of thing that I was talking about before mm. as well. And you can, you know, take that a step forward and talk about like seasons. And, you know, like in our winter episode, we we're saying that winter is like the utmost yin, where summer is the utmost yang um, and spring are in between. You know, it's that dynamic change um, of how they work together. Yeah. I, I think now that you're bringing up seasons... Oh, sorry. Did you want to go? Um, I think that's super important when, like, looking at conditions from a medis- medicine perspective. Because, like, like you were saying before, how, like, active periods, like, spring and summer, where, like, life is coming out, a lot of that young, that sort of, like, energy, that vigour... Whereas, like, that that's when you can see conditions that, like, will come up, such as, like, more active in nature. So, like, I don't know, hay fever, um, more of these heat, stroke, that sort of, like, headaches. That will come up more in, like, summer and spring than, like, the yin seasons, which is, like, fall and winter, where you have more sort of... You don't want to go outside, you get more, like, depressed and, like, a lot of, like more yin sort of medical conditions come out and that, that that will affect you in terms of when you're treating people or when you're looking at yourself for medicine do you know what I mean yeah and that's it's always a good uh, point to ask patients whether that their condition changes in the seasons whether it's you know different whether they feel you know whether they're affected well if it's a hay fever type thing or a um, like a sinusitis or whatever is it 
affected more in the yin seasons in that late uh, late autumn, winter, early spring type of stuff where you, where you're really dry, um, you know. And and talking about yin, it's it's um, it manifests as a very dry thing. Um, we talk about like hitting yin, and it's like dry skin and dry eyes, dry mouth, these type of things. Um, so you you know is is their condition more of a yin condition or is it more of a yang condition? And yeah, asking your patients like when their conditions um, arise and you know what seasons they pertain to and if there is any sort of patterns. And we're looking for those yin and yang patterns within the body. Yeah, and we can take that one step further and look within the organs itself because each organ has a yin and yang aspect and what you kind of are doing with your body can can affect that those aspects so for example if you're having too much like cold food then that's gonna damage your young which is the warming aspect and you could have a young deficiency whereas if you're eating too much of that like hot spicy food it may damage your yin which is the cooling aspect um and in our diagnosis we kind of look for those imbalances within the organs as well as within the body yeah and when we talk about the organs later in this series um we'll talk about each of their yin and yang aspects because yeah all of the because you separate the organs again into yin and yang as well um the yang organs being your zang zang organs which um Yes? Yeah. No? Yeah. No. Oh, no, no. 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 Oh, no. Yin. Oh, yin. Yeah. Yes. Because it's hollow. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. I heard dung um, and I was like, yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, yin. <laughs> yeah, because your foo organs, which are your, like, digestive organs, help moving and help, you know, sort of breaking down food and producing energy and that type of stuff, where the yin organs are the storing organs. And they, you know, store the chi and the blood and help the fundamentals of life. What's What's even confusing so, about know, the? Sorry, I just want to jump in real quick. Sorry, Nick. Okay. Um, what's even more confusing about the whole organ aspect and yin and yang is each organ have a yin and yang aspect to them. So it's like, oh well, most do anyway. So when we start talking of um, yin and yang deficiency within a certain organ, then that's where it starts even getting getting more confusing. That's where a lot of the a lot of people find it hard to kind of understand this in like, you know, the uh, second or third year when you start uh, introducing pathogenesis and all of that stuff and you've learned all the theories, but now applying them into a clinic um, and diagnosis setting where it's like, okay, now each individual one has a yin and yang, uh, yang aspect. And then, you know, from, from someone that's starting out Chinese medicine, it's very like, what the hell? This is so much. But now having learned that and having, having, put that to clinical use but also uh, our lifestyle use it's like okay it kind of makes sense because everything has a yin and yang aspect to it like everything in the world has aspect uh, has that type of aspect so um i guess the perspective changes and you you have to almost get into the habit of thinking that yeah there's always a yin and yang thing um but something that i i wanted to touch on really quick when we're talking about analyzing a patient and understanding diagnosis too before we went into organs is that also take a step back for a second when you're looking at that patient and be like, are they a yin, a naturally yin or yang type of person too? Because that can also affect how the treatments would work and how they may have gotten 
the condition that they have. Maybe they live a more active lifestyle. They're a tradie or something. They're uh, up at 6 a.m. and go to sleep at 12. It's like they're more of a, like a young uppity type of person and it's draining their yin. You know, they're not getting enough sleep. So then you could look into that. Maybe they're more stressed, they're more angry. They're coming to you because uh, they have anger issues. And it's like, okay, well then let's let's look at the yin because they're a young type of person. They're, they're affecting it. Or it could be someone that is a little bit more reserved. Um, someone that uh, has, I guess, you can't really have a yin uh, yin excess thing. This is, that's a very controversial. No, you can have yin excess, <laughs> but you can have, yeah, but you can have that yin deficiency. Yeah, well, um, yin deficiency would be the first example. You can see that they're more, they pertain more towards the yin side. Um, and you could also probably say that their yang is a bit in in deficiency. So yeah, yeah. Yin is sort of compensating for that. And it's not in excess, but it's it's just sort of, yeah, compensating for that yang ex- excess. Yeah, and I think the, the thing to understand is that, um, and I'm going to put it out there so that we can start discussing a teeny bit before uh, we run out of time, but... You can't have a yin excess because the yin, there's a, the aspect of yin is to not be in excess. It's a it's a drawn in thing. It's a it's a I know it's like a really palm off answer, but it's I think it's because that yang is supposed to be is like the the uppity the the up the 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 crazy excess that's going off. But yin there's no aspect of yin that would do that. There's no kind of like a excess too much yin it's just not within its nature i can't explain it really well but is that it's like the way i think about it is it's like the tree um your young is your branches and your leaves that reach outwards uh but your yin is like your roots and you can't really have your roots don't go up they go down um so they grow into the ground and they help you know help you get rooted um where yeah, they don't really grow. They don't grow upwards. They don't grow up and out. They grow down and under, um, and that's so. When you're thinking more yin, you're thinking more down and under. You're thinking more of that reserved type feeling. Yeah, and it doesn't go when too you're far more in. Young excess. You're thinking reaching the heavens, reaching the sky. Yeah, those roots don't go too far down, and they don't go too, like, they go down very far, obviously, but they don't go to the point where it starts to damage the tree. If that makes sense, like it goes. It'll go further down, but it kind of just goes down into... Yeah, but it leads to a deficiency in yin. um, Yeah. Rather than an excess in yin. Yeah. You know what I mean? We did... uh, Nick, we did actually come across a yin yin excess in one of our projects in uni. Do you remember that? Which is like a spleen yin. Yeah, it was a spleen Uh, yin. It was... That was it's like spleen yin deficiency, which really isn't a thing. Um, that also yeah. is a, is a very which is like a controversial <laughs> statement. <laughs> so controversial, it and it's you can, and, then you um, and when we get to the spleen, when we get to the spleen, I'm I'm sure it will come up, and we'll get out the. Um, can I? We'll get out the book. <laughs> can I? Yeah, go go. Um, talk about something that's probably going to take more time than we have. Um, but I was going to talk about when we do talk about when we have yin deficiency or we have yang deficiency, what kind of symptoms or signs we're looking for and how that kind of helps us, um, helps us treat in Chinese medicine. 
Yeah, we've touched on this a little bit um, just in passing and that will probably happen for the next many episodes um, <laughs> just like it has in the past. But yeah, you're, you're thinking like your yin is uh, more of that dryness. Um, you think yin deficiency, you can have a bit of like tinnitus or dry eyes, um, lower back pain cause if you're thinking kidney kidney yin. Um, and that when, that's when it pertains to organs and stuff like that. And when you're thinking young, and I'll probably dive a bit more into like young and young chi here, um, which are two different concepts, which is which is quite confusing. And I'll try and get to a definition before we run out of time. <laughs> but the young is the moving, so it's the warming in the body. Um, you're thinking young deficiency. You're thinking uh, cold limbs, uh, stuff like that. Or you're thinking young ex- excess, which is like you're getting hypertension where, you know, the blood pressure is really high because you're sort of, yeah, you're running in excess. You're running at the at top pressure. Um, you're getting headaches and migraines and red eyes, uh, quite red face, you know, um, hype. You can get that ringing in the ears again. Um, these type of things is the things that I associate with yin and yang excess deficiencies. Anybody great. else? No, great. I think that was yeah, that was really good. But I was just gonna mention that with the yin and yang deficiencies, say if yin is deficient, it may be that yang is at a normal level. Do you remember that graph that we did in first year where it's like they're both equal at this, but because yin is down here, like your yin deficient, but your yang is normal. There's just not enough yin at the same level to kind of constrain it and like keep it in check. Um, whereas did if you, you're. Did you want to describe. Sorry, sorry. Did you want to describe the diagram? Because. <laughs> um, 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 I might just like take a photo and ask Tom to like um, put it in the show notes or something like that because I feel like it's going to take too long for me to. Um, to explain what I'm doing with my hands right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you've got that like level where everything is in balance and it's is in balance and it's all equal. Um, but then sometimes if you've got an excess, then like say yang is in excess, it's above that line, but yin is still normal. And because they're not at the same level, that's why you're getting those symptoms that Nick was saying. They're kind of out of balance. And there was another train of thought in there. But oh, and then you can have them both below the normal level as well, so they can both be like both deficient, and your body's just not doing what it's supposed to at all. <laughs> yeah, I think something um, important. Oh, sorry, go be. No, 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 no. I'll, I don't think my point that was unimportant. So go off. Go off. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just going <laughs> to talk on. about like, like it, it can be confusing with Charlene's explanation, if like if they're both deficient, then what's in excess then? What's to fill the void? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So basically, because they're both deficient, like the mm-hmm. yang can't produce what it's meant to, or like yang can't produce the yin, and yin can't help the yang. And so that's really kind of really hard to treat because you have to treat both at once. Um, and it is kind of a long-term condition where they're both in both deficient, I believe. I guess in that yeah, regard. Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dropping everyone today. Sorry, I did cut out for a bit. Um, no, you're good. 
No, I was just going to say in that um, where it's quite hard to treat, it does take a long time to to quite damage the yin or damage the yang. Um, and I know um, in the first couple of years of learning about Chinese medicine or those that sort of have an interest and have it as a hobby tend towards that yin deficiency quite easily. And, you know, we they they tend to diagnose a yin deficiency straight off the bat where it's like, well, you know, maybe not so chronic yin deficiency because it can take a long time to, to damage the yin. And, you know, as age goes on, your yin declines naturally. But, you know, it's not ne- it might not necessarily be a yin deficiency straight off the bat um, where it's quite an acute condition. You know, these things take a long time to damage because they're, they're the, the backbones of the body. Damn, nice. <laughs> Do you have that definition of yang chi that you mentioned before? I do. Oh. I do. Um, Let's go. <laughs> I'm interested too. So this comes out of this comes out of the Yellow Canon, uh, which is one of the fundamental books of Chinese medicine. It says, "The yang chi of the body is like the sun. If the sun loses its brilliance or illuminating effect, all things on earth become inactive. The sun is the ultimate yang." The this heavenly energy of the sun, yang chi, surrounds the earth. Correspondingly, the body, in the body, this means that the yang chi circulates around the center or core and has the function of protecting the body. Okay. All right. So no, I, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I, I was going to... Uh, so the way I see yang chi is, is like the sun in the body. It, it helps heat up the body. It helps generate warmth, um, helps with digestion you know it's it's the burner of the body um and that's where like a formula like sini tongue can come in f- into effect where you're getting like cold limbs and the young chi isn't reaching the limbs um so you're you're using that formula to tonify the young chi to help push it as far as it can get i i think of um the way that i interpret what you just said because someone that's not really well rehearsed in Yang Chi, I don't usually use it that type of aspect that much when I treat and things like that. But I guess the way that I interpret what you just said was like the, it's it's an aspect of of, of Yang um, that gives you energy that warms you up, like the bodily. I guess the bodily um, the bodily function of Yang within you is the Yang Chi. It's the one that war- like like you said warms you up, pushes everything in. And in my analogy earlier about waking up, it gets it gives you the energy to go up and get up in the morning and do your thing. And if you if you're talking uh, if you're talking just very generally, that's your yang. If you're talking about literally giving you the energy to get up, that's your yang chi. Do you think that's a good way to interpret it? Yeah, and you know each each organ has their own yang, but not necessarily their own yang chi. Um, and that's that's where it can get a bit confusing. Adding that, you know, separating the difference between yang and yang chi and i i personally had had quite a hard time differentiating the two um and i don't know must have been sleeping for through a few classes because it all of a sudden for me it all of a sudden just sort of popped up and it was like wait there's a difference between yang and yang chi like what is going on here um so yeah i feel like this is definitely outside of a scope for an introductory series in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) i think we'll make it It a further topic Um, yeah i feel like just to like sum it all up um yin and yang is sort of that 
two polar opposites that sort of complement each other. So the three aspects that we talked about before was how they can like create each other, how they control each other, and how they can transform into each other. I think that's that's really un- important to understand yin and yang, and that sort of two parts to a whole sort of concept. And and yeah. Oh, sorry. Can I can I yeah, add something real quick? Are you yeah? Um, and when you shut off this podcast for today, when you're about to because well, we're about to finish up, when you turn off the podcast, when you get off your phone or whatever you're listening on, when you conduct your the continue the things that you're doing during your day, just look for yin and yang aspects of those things that you do. Because like we said, it encompasses the whole thing. And for me anyway, with yin and yang, that theory alone has changed a lot of the the perspective that I have within the world and how I see people. And to, to get that little clarity when you're um, conducting your life gives you some sort of direction of how to approach certain things or how to go about it and how to live your own life. So do yourself a favor. When you get off the podcast, Think about, keep it in mind, keep yin and yang in mind, and then and think about ways that it applies to your life independently, I reckon. Yeah, and, you know, sort of don't beat yourself up if you don't understand what we're talking about here fully, um, because we will go over it again in in these in this introductory series uh, when we deep dive into organs. And, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, so, so we just wanted to sort of get it out there um, and go through all these these things as as a single episode um, just because we didn't want it to take up too much time in in all of our other episodes but yeah this is sort of sort of what it's all about and we will go over all most of this stuff again um, so yeah let's sign off yeah as always thank you for listening to the forever young podcast don't forget to follow us on facebook and join our discussion page if you have any questions about yin and yang or anything we talked about today um comment and let us know and and as always we're the forever young podcast and you'll hear from us next time bye bye, bye. bye.